Welcome to Bat Therapy, psychology of Batman, superheroes, and other comic book characters. Be a fly on the wall or a bat in the cave, listening in on a friendship built out of a love for talking Batman, comics, and the everyday struggle to achieve mental health and happiness. We are your hosts, clinical psychologist Dr. Amelia Brown and educator and comic aficionado Keaton Hopkins. Don't forget to follow us on YouTube and social media and find our Patreon at patreon.com slash therapy. This podcast is about providing education and understanding and is not a replacement for mental health treatment or support. If you're needing help, go to bat-therapy.com for resources. I was going to sing the national anthem, but you know what popped in my head instead? Oh, Canada. And I was like, it's wait, a better, not right. It's a better song. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I, it's I blame Bill. I blame Bill because F1 was in Montreal this weekend. So this past weekend, so I'll be I'll, I'll be complete. I'll be completely honest. The Fourth of July is a strange holiday for African Americans oh. who definitely were not freed and had no independence when that day was established. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah, it's that's an those, awkward turtle moment. It, it is. Mm-hmm. It is. It's like, because even the Star Spangled Banner, like the, um, I, I want to say like there's a, there there's another verse in there that has some pretty messed up things in it. Like it's not, yeah, like it's, it's very funny, like looking at like how many of the forefathers were uh yeah. slave owners and their fighting for freedom was we don't want to pay taxes anymore but they were completely fine with owning human beings <laughs> happy for <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the fireworks so <laughs> in honor of fourth of july in honor of independence day and in honor of uh how violent and awkward this holiday is uh, let's talk Homelander. <laughs> there we go. Let's do it. <laughs> Today's going to be very interesting because I, um, I don't really know what to do with my vocabulary. You know, through throughout this uh-huh. uh, this podcast, I have been learning not to use words like psycho or crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, those are those are really easy labels to just kind of pull. Right. Yeah. But the uh, the the person we're doing today, I don't know how to describe him without using those words. Yeah. Um, um, today we're doing Homelander uh, from The Boys. We're not doing the comic book, but we are doing. We're focusing on his character from the Amazon television yep. series. And who boy? I mean, I so I mean, I remembered. I, I remembered Homelander. But then you go back and you watch it again and you go, oh, oh, oh. Am, am I allowed to say unhinged? Oh. Is that is that one allowed? <laughs> because, oh, my God. Like, oh. So he, he is a compelling kind of person when it comes to when when is violence based on a person and when is violence stemming from mental health related things? and asterisk big bold letters nice reminder i don't think we've done this reminder in a while mental health does not lead to someone being violent in fact if anything you're more likely to be the victim of violence when you have a mental health diagnosis 
So, yeah. you know, big, bold letters. Uh, mental health does not equal violence by any means. There's a lot of conversations here at the United States that really misconstrue that and are incorrect. Um, but you can be violent and have mental health stuff. And so there's, there's a lot going on with Homelander. Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot to delve into here. <laughs> um, yeah. And, you know, it's so funny because when they first introduce him on the show in the first episode, they almost set it up like Homelander is the only good hero among yeah. all these other flawed ones. And then at the end, you realize, oh, oh, my God, he's the so, worst one. Surprise! <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, no. And this, this is why Batman has contingency plans. Right, right. This is exactly why. <laughs> he's essentially Superman gone very, 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 very wrong. That's exactly what it is. And honestly, it was still man, still man-made. They still, they, it was yeah. still one of those things that it's like, is it on him completely? Nope. Because when you look at how they made him and how like so many people lied to him about mm. his past and who he was and how he was basically raised in a lab and experimented on his entire mm. life. Like, like terrible, awful, horrible experiments where he learned that that's how you treat people. Right. And, and that's how you he, treat innocent children, let yeah. alone us adults who have, you know, done done bad things. Well, and honestly, one thing I like about the boys is like it shows the difference between a character someone plays in front of cameras yeah. versus who they are in real life. And it honestly scares me when I think about like mm. politicians and movie stars and musicians, like mm -hmm. their persona on social media yeah. and on television and everything versus who they are off the camera. Like watching this show makes me terrified to meet any of my <laughs> heroes. Yeah, it, it's very interesting in this show how from the get-go, they really hone in on how you're sadly you're kidding yourself if you think that being a hero is what matters so at right. first it's this layer of well popularity popularity points are what what reign on high and and that that tends to flow throughout but even so like at a certain point you even find out that superheroes aren't really the end goal either it's this whole pharmaceutical end yeah. game like it, yeah it's <laughs> there's so much deception there's so many layers all about perception like you're talking about it is it is tough and you know it, it also you have these layers too where homelander he's putting on a show for everyone else he also puts on a show for himself there's yeah. like this there's this really cool scene where he's talking to himself in a mirror and it, 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 they're almost playing off of kind of that sense of like if you dissociate um, and almost like your identity splits, um, but they don't really hit on it in other places. But I really think they're trying to play off of this fact that he's even trying to fool himself. Yeah. And he even has personas for himself that um, it, it's hard to keep those perceptions up. And, you know, a lot of the time, some of the stuff he does because of it, it, it almost seems like he's a child throwing temper tantrums at mm. times. It just so happens that this temper tantrum, he's extremely powerful and has complete ability to destroy mankind if he wanted to. Um, I would agree that that 
uh, managing his anger so that it doesn't turn into pretty extreme aggression would probably be useful for him. I think that's the number one thing any superhero should do. Like, listen, mm. <laughs> there's a very thin line between <laughs> being a hero and being a villain. It's a very, very yeah. thin line. And even from the beginning, it's like this world, they let you know right off the bat, oh yeah, these superheroes have, they have, the public has no problem with these superheroes killing people. Like, they have no issue with it. Because even yeah. the first thing you see Homelander do, he just throws a robber up in the air. They He throws him so high that they have a full conversation before he just lands through a car. Like, oh God. Um, so yeah, it's it's very it's very very interesting. I love the concept of the boys just because like it basically shows like in a real world there's not quite any such thing as a hero. And it's funny mm -hmm. because the 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 fish out of water is Starlight because yes. she's trying to actually be a good person. <laughs> yeah, and even as the seasons go on the people that have been the good guys they get more gray and and she still tends to stand pretty strong um yeah homelander you're you're very right when it comes to when it comes to having these powers it's it highlights the importance of emotion regulation so yeah. emotion regulation essentially being it, we're not talking about emotions being a bad thing. They're actually really useful. You can't just get rid of them. You can try. It doesn't go well. And it's all about how do you feel what you're feeling in a way that doesn't end up perpetuating more issues for you or for the people around you. And yeah. Home Homelander, um, to be fair to him, he never really got an opportunity. People always wanted things from him and they did terrible, terrible things to him for a while to get there. Yeah. And then as an adult, they weren't abusing him anymore, but everyone was manipulating everybody else. He's he's never seen anything different. Yeah. And he he evolves a lot in this show because it it starts with him just wanting to be the persona that they want and it slowly shifts to him realizing like no no one can tell me what to do like no one like i like he it's like he it's like something snaps in him and he realizes like okay i don't have to take anything from anyone and at the same time he still wants to be loved by the public mm -hmm. and he's kind of willing to do just about anything to do it because i mean in and but throughout the entire time he's still being manipulated by people in season yeah. one he gets manipulated by Stillwell. in season two he gets manipulated by stormfront ah um, yes the nazi yeah oh. unhinged <laughs> I can't, I can't say certain words about them. Oh my God. That's all I'll say. Oh my God. Um, by the way, if y'all haven't watched this show yet, um, check it out. If you're over 18, check it out. <laughs> Be if really mindful though. If, if you find, if you're triggered by pretty much any, 
Yeah. If there's any kind of violence that's triggering for you, it's going to be in there. The Boys is rated hard R for every single reason to the maximum. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. to the... So whatever reason aware. something can be rated yep. R, yep. dial it up to 10. If you want to watch it, but you know you get triggered by stuff, just make sure you've got that fast forward button in your hand, ready yeah. to go. Yeah, language, uh, sex and nudity, uh, sexual violence, assault, violence, yes, all abuse, of it. all sorts of abuses. All of it is there. All of it is there. Herogasm. Um, oh my God. Herogasm is great. Yeah, that's the name of the episode, and it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, Giant winding penis. Yeah, it's just... (laughs) You can't unsee that. You can't, you can't. Like, I know we're... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about just Homelander without realizing the world that he lives in and being like, yep, that would, uh, that'll do. (laughs) So that's the thing that's important, and... I mean, we've talked about it before, but a, an environment is really, really important to keep in mind. The, the tricky thing here, though, is that someone who has a certain level of popularity and is recognized by the public, there can be this confusion in terms of what he interacts with every day is different than what all of these people who, quote unquote, know him deal with every day. Right. But all of that gets blurred. They feel like they know him, so they don't realize he's in this separate world. And this is, he's only known this screwed up way. And so he probably doesn't fully take in everyone else. But really, the only way he takes them in is he kind of sees everybody else as ants. You yeah. know, he, he does not see that. At one point, he even talks about being a different breed. I mean, he really yeah. sees this separation. And so this is the world I live in. And he has the powers to really not have to worry about what happens outside of of the rules that that he is in, except if he wants popularity. It was funny. And I know we don't do too much politics on this podcast but it was funny the creator of uh the creator of the boys at one point he couldn't believe it but like a lot of like a hardcore a, like a, a lot of hardcore like right-wing people mm. loved homelander and were like obsessed like yeah he's the hero and like he literally had to come forward and be like homelander is not the good guy <laughs> well you know he in re- this he, show he reminds me of donald trump Yes. Oh, and they definitely leaned in on that uh, in mm-hmm. uh, in the the following seasons. They yep. really leaned in on. He on started going that. with just like his open rhetoric and not, you know, the there's something very tempting about being unfiltered. I mean, you were talking about what words can I use for this? I don't want to be potentially offensive to this group of people, and that you know sometimes let's be real. It can be frustrating or confusing or complicated to try and be respectful to other people. And so it can be, you know, we all, I think, get tempted at times. Like, wouldn't it be nice to just be able to say whatever the hell's on your mind? And that's, you know, it, no ifs, ands, or buts, no sugarcoating. But all man, does Homelander really show you if if that's what you want, you're going to get a lot of other stuff that come along with it. I've always loved when people say like they use the he says exactly what's on his mind as a positive thing because mm. 
always think I'm like, this sounds like someone with no tact whatsoever. Whenever someone mm-hmm. says he speaks his mind as a positive, I'm like, there's no telling what you're about to hear. <laughs> like, whenever someone, whenever someone says that about something, like, man, he speaks his mind. It's like, yep. And what exactly is his mind thinking? Well, and uh, and, and that's yeah. the thing that you know we want to be able to do what we want and what's in our best interest, but. That is not, unless you are the most powerful person in the world like Homelander, and by the way, even then, he has all these powers, and he can't have everything he wants Right. if he just does anything he wants. Because, like you said, he wants popularity. He doesn't want to be alone. He wants people to truly want to be with him, not just because they're afraid. Right. That means he has to filter himself a bit. Yep. So no matter who you are, no matter how powerful you are, you if if you try and do everything just for yourself so you get everything you want you're going to affect the people around you and it's impossible for everyone to approach life that way cuz you're going to step on everybody and, in the and process one, yeah and and that's one thing that makes it so interesting too because he is by far the most powerful character on the show mm-hmm. but they show you just how human he is mm when it comes to the things that he wants like when they when he finds out he has a son he's super excited about Mm -hmm. it like oh you lied to me and said i couldn't have kids and he takes that aggression out on them and you know like wanting to be loved by the public how appreciative he is of stormfront and it's chases he chases love and acceptance he yes desperately wants it yes and Yet he's so angry and hurt that he pushes it away constantly. Yeah. Because yeah. he he is Starlight right there. What once again, she's the most heroic of anyone. And he makes yeah. an enemy out of her. Oh yeah. In in fairly quick fashion. I mean, he had someone there that there would be an opportunity where she could actually see past a lot of stuff. Uh, if he was willing to set aside some of this other (laughs) this really intense stuff um but yeah i mean he's always chasing it he chases it with Stillwell. you see it with the jealousy he has of her baby and this like weird kind of motherly sexual exchange they seem to really love freud and like this question like oedipus complexy kind of thing here yeah and then uh then he has stormfront who he gets really connected to, and then he's like, oh, and but she's a Nazi, and I don't really go... She's even too extreme for him. Right. Um, and then, then you have Soldier Boy, and he has a son, and there's all this, this striving for that, essentially the unconditional love that supposedly a family brings you, and unfortunately he's never able to find. Gosh, can we please get Jensen Ackles on this show oh, to just talk oh, to I us wish. about Red Hood and Soldier Boy? And Batman. Characters. He's been Batman and too. Batman. Yeah, that's right. Like he just oh man. Talk about nerd royalty. Dean Winchester himself. Yes. Uh, oh, oh, we can talk God. supernatural too. I know. Like he, but yeah, seriously. And I, honestly, it's it was really funny watching whenever we saw Homelander interact with Soldier Boy. And when mm-hmm. Soldier Boy finds out that Homelander is his son. And then on top of that, he's disappointed in him. Like, yep. oh, 
I have such a whiny baby horse. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh. Like Homelander can't catch a break. He doesn't deserve yeah. a break, but he can't catch, <laughs> he catch a break. But he cannot a... catch a break. I, and it but he I... just Yeah. But he hadn't done anything to Soldier Boy. You know, there are m- most people in the world he does not deserve a break from. But Soldier Boy, so, so Soldier Boy, yeah, is like very old school, like men are men, don't show your feelings, yeah. um, drink yourself yeah. into misery silently <laughs> yeah. kind of thing. And uh, Homelander, Homelander, he doesn't really have that as an option. Yeah. He he hasn't learned how to manage those those emotions that are there which you know soldier boy's way isn't isn't the solution but yeah he he can't hide how he's feeling. He even tells his son at one point um that you know he's he cries. Yeah. Uh he's like I don't do it very often cuz I'm a man, but I mean still he acknowledges crying, which is actually one of the few good things he does. Um, but yeah, it, uh, Soldier Boy and him, that's a very unfortunate combination because, um, Homelander was not going to live up to his expectations about what a man looks like. Yeah. And it, it's, it's, um, it's, it's really, it's really like bizarre watching him like, attempt to interact with people because Mm. there's no one there's no one close to homelander that actually likes homelander they they're all terrified of him yeah they're all terrified the only one that isn't really terrified of him is um uh giancarlo esposito's character and it's such a good scene because he's like we made you like i'm not a we're (laughs) we're not afraid of you you're 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 a being a petulant child and it's so interesting hearing it because i'm like bro you do not have superpowers do you realize who you're talking to right now like i was scared for him in that scene because it's at this comes after we saw what homelander ends up doing to Stillwell mm-hmm. when he finds out he had been lied to for so long which oh my god what a i can't get over how gratuitously violent this it's show terrible. it's terrible is um and like yeah he the only one he thinks is his friend is black noir and then you get to season three and then he even finds out black noir lied to him about something yeah. and he kills him as well and, and so, so here here's the difficulty about the world homelander lives in is that he keeps he doesn't want to he 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 wants to leave that world but he doesn't i mean because mm-hmm. he's all a part of the deception and yet he's not able to objectively separate himself when it's when it's close to him and right. understandably so i mean there's a lot of trigger points with him about he was grown in a test tube and not treated like not treated kindly by the people who raised him and and those kinds of hurts can really stick with a person and can be hard to find a way to heal. And so I think that's why Noir's betrayal, he wasn't able to set it aside. Because even at a later point, tells people like, I killed Noir and he was better than every single one of you. So don't think I won't kill you too. Yeah. And yeah, that part is very sad because I, I think he could take a lot of manipulation from Noir, but that was the one thing that he would not be able to let go. Yeah. 
and it it's interesting because in in season one watching him interact with any of the female characters is interesting as well mm-hmm. specifically like starlight and uh and and mave uh-huh. um because he used to i guess be in a relationship with mave and even after they're not together anymore he's still extremely controlling oh yeah he's still Very yeah and person. like to the point that it's scary and he hides that part of himself from starlight mm-hmm. for a really long time like it's a because even when whenever the seven are are meeting he's on his best behavior and all that and it's later on when starlight finds out like oh wow he is just as horrible if not worse than the other ones because immediately from the first episode we're like the very beginning of the first episode we're like oh the deep is a terrible person and uh translucent is a creeper we don't know anything about Black Noir, uh, and we don't know what happened to Lamplighter, but he's yeah. retired. We um, know A-Train's not Right, clean. oh God. Mm-hmm. Literally not clean. Oh, yeah, I didn't even mean it that way. I just, yeah, I meant, oh, yeah, his. The, and, but, oh my God, what a way to open what this show is gonna be. Like him just like that was such a violent scene when Huey's girlfriend dies. Like it's like, oh wow. When, when it started coming up, I literally turned and like blocked the screen with my hand. It was like, I don't remember exactly what happens, but I know something is gonna happen that I don't want to see right now. <laughs> what what's funny is when you watch it, because I watch a lot of stuff with subtitles. Um and Oh no. You you see her talking and all of a sudden you see half a word and I'm like, uh oh. she doesn't finish this sentence but i think we know why i thought you were gonna say it was like splooshy noise or (laughs) sound of a person ripping apart oh yeah the way they describe it like the the descriptions are like always bad like steps and squishy puddle like oh what is the puddle like yeah it's uh yeah and, it, and, but this is that's a, what the boys is yeah this i mean it's a very bizarre world and it's all homelanders ever known and actually with his son um when he finds out he has a son and he finds the woman who for anyone who doesn't remember hasn't watched it uh she's human um when he finds them he he's actually really upset with her and to his credit has conversations with her without killing her or maiming her in the moment still um still someone you would probably be frightened of uh just imposing in his way of doing it but still he he has a good point about she's essentially keeping her super powered son from the world and her son does not realize that there's a whole big wide world out there Mm -hmm. and it's I don't think Homelander can fully take in the differences between um, how that would hit him versus his son. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that because he was raised kind of like away from the world. Yeah. So he talks about like, this is exactly how I was raised. And so I'm a stickler for language um, because it's so important in how we talk to ourselves and how we we talk about perceptions, how you perceive things. Language is important. So it is not exactly the same. There are some yeah. very important distinctions. And, you have a very loving yeah. environment. You have a very unloving environment. But 
uh, they do have this one thing in common that he can't get over. And it's like, you, you can't just protect him from the world. This is a lie. And it's, it, it could destroy him. Uh, and I, I thought that was a very, I don't remember where I was going with that, but <laughs> well, and <laughs> it's, well, one thing that's interesting too, is from the very beginning, the moment that Homelander put on the costume and began, be, became Homelander, mm-hmm. he was put in a situation where he quickly realized, oh, it doesn't matter what I do. Even if I screw up, they'll cover it up so I can do whatever mm. I want. And you find that out in there is a there was an animated series uh. Um, uh, called Diabolical uh-huh. uh, set in the boys universe. And there's an episode. I cannot remember the name of it, but they they did say it was actually canon. And basically what it is, it's all about Homelander's very first mission. Mm. Um, And he goes in with like Black Noir and there's like some eco terrorists and he makes some mistakes and kills some innocent people Mm. and uh and he loses his temper and he ends up killing everyone and he actually feels like oh my god like i screwed up i messed up here what's gonna happen and immediately black noir's like oh it like he basically kind of like changes some things up and long story short because i can't remember exactly how it goes but basically, he realizes, like, oh, this is all fake. They just lied, and now mm. I'm a hero, and so I can do whatever I want, and it's fine. And Perception. something, yeah. And then something similar happens with, um, with the flight when they jump in to try and stop the hijacked plane. Yep. And then he just lets the plane go down. Which, oh my god, what a scene! Like, oof, that was yeah. brutal to watch. And then later on. He's like talking to the camera, like this is so heartbreaking. I can't believe it. It's like, oh, oh my god! I the hate U.S. You. government should have let us help, and then this wouldn't have happened. It's like, dude, you were yeah, there, yeah. Right. And that's the thing is that he, I mean, things things go to a whole other level with him because he's not just manipulating things and not just layering things on for perception because he has these powers. And so he's also very much strong arming people. Um, That being said, there's a lot of strong arming going on from like the, from Vought, from the pharmaceutical company in terms of, um, you know, they pull a lot of strings. It's just more emotional or having to do with material Mm -hmm. things or your popularity points, um, your pride, uh, versus his has some of that, but he's got an easy easy option in his back pocket of like I could burn two holes through you with my eyeballs. <laughs> right, right, and and it's it's funny because like he's so powerful and Vought constantly tries to control him, but they realize they just can't. Like yeah. they're like, oh, we made a deal with this with this uh, mayor, and at the end of the first episode, he just goes and blows the mayor's plane up, and they're like, grow whoa, why'd you do that? And he's like, because I felt like it was the right thing to do. And it's it's funny because you can compare it to things we go through every day. Like there might mm. be an abrasive person at work and it's like, why did you CC them on that email? It's like, oh, because I was like, I thought that was the right thing to do. Like, whatever. And you take a situation like that and it's like, 
if we did this with a superhero, that's what it was. It yeah. was like I took things into my own hands, except it was blowing up an airliner and like, yeah. right? And so it's just. Well, and the thing is, is some of those things are are going to have to be in that superhero hands, right? Because it's happening in the moment. There's no way you could ask for approval and have things go through a chain of command. Yeah. Uh, you know, like in the military, a lot of times, like chain of command and, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, um, it's very, it's very, very interesting because, like, you do wonder if he can kind of empathize with people. And at some points they kind of allude to, you know, some like kind of a leaning of like psychopathy or, you know, can he really relate to people? Maybe he doesn't care. But then on the flip side, he does seem to care. Um, it kind of seems like maybe he's got like some like antisocial personality disorder kind of things mm -hmm. where like he doesn't really follow the rules he tends to be very manipulative of people a lot of it has to do with the fact that he has trouble managing his own emotions and responses and reactions to things and so it comes out in ways where it he essentially goes and he tries to control the people around him right um but it's and also all complicated because like he is different from everyone Right. Now, I do have, yeah, and I do have a question. I do have a psychology question yeah. for you. Um, because narcissistic personality gets thrown around mm. a lot in today's age. Like, yes. you could be like, oh, I don't like my boss. They have a narcissistic personality. Or, oh, this mm -hmm. person just stood up for themselves. And I didn't like it. Narcissistic personality. <laughs> like, you know, that one gets thrown around. It does. Yep. A lot. Mm -hmm. My question, does Homelander have a narcissistic personality? Or is it narcissistic personality disorder, I guess? Is it? Um, are those two different things? Yeah, so that's a really good question. Um, so when it comes to being narcissistic, so so... Everything kind of falls along a continuum. Any trait a person might have, um, it's, there are, you know, you can have a little bit of a trait, you can have a lot of it. So narcissistic personality disorder is essentially, when people say someone's narcissistic, they probably mean there's some of these traits. But the personality disorder is that extreme where um, it's, it's inflexible. It's a part of who you are no matter what right. situation you're in. And so... Mm -hmm. You think really highly of yourself. Um, you tend to look less highly in other people and see yourself as above them. Um, feeling is believing that you are superior, expecting other people to treat you better than others. Right. Um, really might be really critical of other people, um, take advantage of others. So, so there are some things there. Here's the hang up where I think, I think, um, I think Homelander is more antisocial personality disorder kind of traits than narcissistic personality disorder. So, so antisocial, mm -hmm. um, you have like uh, a person tends to not really follow rules and laws. Mm -hmm. um, they also might have kind of a manipulative feel to them. Um, they will often kind of... Um, 
be very reactive. They might be okay. very imposing. Um, and a lot of times they're struggling with their own emotions, but they take it out on the people around them. Okay. And so the reason I lean toward that is, okay, yes, he thinks he's better than other people and um, he wants to be treated differently and he sees himself as superior. But there's also like some pretty clear evidence that he is very different from people. And given his powers and everything, um, I think that lends a kind of uniqueness to this where like he might kind of act a bit narcissistic, but he also has always been treated differently his entire life and is in fact different. And so, okay, I see what you, you know what mean. I mean? So that yeah. part kind of plays a role where I, I, I don't know um, if, if narcissism is what I throw on him. And, and I did catch kind of how you were um, talking about that. And yes, people overuse this term. Oh, uh, this do. person's like narcissistic. It's like, well, they do. I right. mean, are they just proud of themselves? Or oh, yeah. you see it, you see it like all the you, you you see it like all the all the time. Like people like, oh, they disagree with me, so that it that's gaslighting, and it's like that's not what yeah. that is, right? Like they terms get mis misused a lot, and so oh, yeah. like, oh, I yeah. I hear narcissistic personality so often or they're a sociopath i hear it so often whether it's in true crime documentaries or on instagram or tiktok where someone's just talking about something and they have no idea yep. what it is they're saying and it's yep. they yeah they're like honestly i'll, I'll say it they are <laughs> wikipedia psychologists right like they they just yeah. like they yeah. think they know what they're talking about but in reality the information mm -hmm. they're spreading can be very very harmful yes because they don't now, know what they're talking about now i i 100 agree with you and there also are also people who maybe have gone and done their own work and then they find out through that process uh maybe like oh how i grew up was not normal or how <laughs> how my parent you know some people talk about like i started realizing this thing about my parent or or this person in my life or whatnot like there are times where people realize like oh this might be a factor i wasn't realizing um but we we kind of yeah we we kind of undervalue how important those things are if we over overuse a term it's kind of like um when when people are wanting things a certain way they're like oh my god i'm so ocd well first off you mean ocpd <laughs> you yeah. mean obsessive compulsive personality disorder which is more like a perfectionistic thing right. um and that is also once again like an extreme end of things and and ocd yeah. is you know a, a a specific set of symptoms and a diagnosis right. with treatment yeah right or yeah oh yeah that's another one too every yeah so many people will be like oh i'm so adhd and it's like because you uh -huh. looked at a tv that was on like yeah. that that's not oh my favorite is yeah. adderall worked for me so it's like well <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a stimulant like it's like <laughs> you're gonna notice sure. something yeah <laughs> yeah i mean uh, <laughs> 
Tylenol works on you too. Like, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's one of those things that is. Yeah, you feel caffeine too. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like yeah, caffeine works on me. Like I just, I don't know. Yeah, built, usually people built different. <laughs> usually people with ADHD, they take Adderall and they're like, "Hey, I can function like these people over here. I've right. never been able to do that before." <laughs> right. And it's like yeah, it's it's and it's it's funny because like as as someone that did get diagnosed with it and is on medication for it, like it's always funny hearing literally everyone you meet be like, I'm pretty sure I am too. And I'm like, okay, nice. <laughs> I didn't bring it up, but all right. Like, I, <laughs> I, just, I, I, I guess that's what we're talking about now, right? Like it's just, it comes up like super frequently. Like it's people, yeah. Oh, so I read this interesting art. This is getting us totally off topic, but I read this interesting article. I think it was actually Great Britain uh, but we, I'm sure, have similar issues here. But essentially, they've got like a, uh, I think a, a nation-based program that evaluates for ADHD, and they do a, they do the tests, they um, they do the self-report measures, all these things to make sure that you know they're getting things right. Uh, but they have a long waiting list, and so then there are these private companies where you can spend a ton of money to get their evaluation. And essentially, a lot of them, they're only spending like 45 minutes talking to you. They don't do any evaluation and they give you an ADHD diagnosis. <laughs> um, so there's unfortunately a lot of ways that misinformation can happen. And it yeah. can even happen um, well-meaning physicians who just don't have the training, but, you know, they want to help people or um, uh, companies wanting money or, you know, yeah, their information gets around in a lot of different ways. So. Is it, can I say that, all right, so because getting back to Homeland, because yes. you said he exhibits traits of uh, an and, uh, antisocial personality dis disorder, correct? Yeah. Now, hearing that and knowing that he was not raised around people, mm -hmm. is that something that can be a cause? Like, is it? That is the mm. definition that much on the nose, like antisocial personality disorder, like, oh, they were raised in solitude. And so now they have. Yeah. So um, when it comes to so there, there's kind of a grouping of uh, personality disorders that have similarities to one another. And so mm -hmm. uh, narcissistic personality disorder tends to hang with antisocial personality disorder also, borderline personality disorder, which is another one um, where there's trouble with managing um, strong emotions. Right. And so in this one, you tend to have hot and cold relationships. Mm -hmm. um, there might be like self-harm or a lot of um, uh, suicidality. Um, so sometimes it kind of turns more inward in some ways. Um, there's also histrionic, uh, which is... Um, Kind of like you see, you see a lot of emotion from a person, but it, it seems to all be kind of a facade or on the outside. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say facade that that seems judgmental. What's a better word? Like, um, it it almost seems like it's a mask that a person's putting on, and you don't really get to know the person underneath. Right. Um, so these tend to kind of hang together, and and while it's not a necessity, there often is quite a significant trauma history that tends right. to happen. A lot of trauma does not equal having these. Doesn't mean you will have them, but if you experience these symptoms that line up with these personality disorders, there tends to be 
um, a lot of trauma. And actually, I want to pause here because I might be having some bias here where one of the one of the kind of issues that can come up too is narcissism and antisocial dis, uh, personality disorders. We tend to say we, we more likely diagnose men with those. Mm-hmm. And then women get histrionic and borderline personality disorder. Um, and so, you know, I'd have to actually, I haven't really sat down and looked at it, but um, I mean, he he definitely doesn't care about the rules. And that's why I was thinking of the yeah. antisocial. Um but his relationships do zigzag back and forth a lot, like yeah. borderline personality disorder. And so he might have kind of a combination of things going on. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Very. Yeah. And I, I, my favorite, I always like, I feel every, every time I talk to someone about this podcast and they're like, it's interesting. And I'm like, right. Because I feel like I'm just, <laughs> <in here. laughs> I feel like I'm, I, I learned so much every time we, uh, Every every time we uh, record, I'm like, oh my god, what? Like that's great. like it's, um, it, it's it's very interesting because I I never thought about the fact that like other things there can be a spectrum when it comes mm-hmm. to personality disorders. I'm like, either you have it or you don't. Like that's what I thought, but it's okay. It can be mild, right? Yes. It can be mild or it can be extreme. Like it can. Well, and and also just in terms of how we diagnose and how we talk about these things, even the the mental health field has has tried to shift more and more into, hey, let's try and not be black and white like you have it or you don't. And look at that spectrum. Um, One one reason being you can. It it, it can kind of separate us. And it's like, oh, you guys over there have that stuff and we don't Um, when I have a touch of narcissism to me at times on a bad day I'll admit it um you know we can relate more to people if we're on like a spectrum with them it's like oh okay I'm just at a different point but I can relate to some of the things that you're you're experiencing and then also just because you're not at the far extreme point doesn't mean there aren't things that you might want to work on um or you know if you're on a spectrum you can see progression and progress more than if it's like do you have this yes or no yeah. um so yeah it's I, I don't think it's just uh lay people non mental health people uh but even even in our fields it's been more and more of a focus of like research and and even like diagnostic stuff to point out how it and it's on a spectrum so what you're telling me is that we should not be taking BuzzFeed quizzes to figure out what personality <laughs> disorder we're having. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, correct. Uh, but I have nothing <laughs> against finding out, you know, which Harry Potter house, um, you know, unless you have an understandable kind of hesitation with um, Harry Potter stuff because so, you'd be promoting. All right. But. So on topic, because I'm pretty sure that Homelander would be in Slytherin. Um <laughs> When I have taken when I, I when I've taken the test, I've gotten uh-huh. Ravenclaw, and when I have taken the test slightly inebriated, uh-huh. I always get Slytherin. So uh, I constantly wonder which one is true because I have a ah. habit of telling the truth when I've been drinking. But mm. <laughs> it's, it's one of those things. It's so okay, let's talk about psychometrics a bit. Um, psychometrics. Oh, that's a psychometrics. New word. So uh, here's the thing with these tests. Uh, a lot of the tests that you see 
they are they probably have very poor psychometrics. Um, so essentially, there's there's a science to creating tests, and this is a huge oversimplification. Um, and hopefully, I'm I'm remembering my details well enough so that my undergraduate teacher of the uh, professor of this would be like, oh, well done, young young Padawan. Um, so when it comes to the the art and science of creating these tests, you want two things: reliability and validity. Reliability is um, when, uh, let's say there's something that shouldn't change over time. Your answers and and um, the responses they should be consistent over time. So like control. Yeah. So you you want to make sure like you're talking about. I take this test at different times. I'm getting different answers. Is there an issue with reliability there, or is it something you would expect to change over time? Um, and then there's validity. Are you testing what you expect to test? So reliability is when I shoot the arrow, I hit the bullseye every time. Uh, validity is I'm when I shoot every time I'm actually hitting the bullseye. I'm not hitting another random point on the board, and mm-hmm. I just think it's the bullseye. And so with these kind with test two, um, you you tend to take samples of people so that you can uh, group the different answers and say, okay, well here were a bunch of Slytherins. They took the test, and so here are the responses Slytherins have. Uh, here are the Hufflepuffs and how they answer the test. And there's going to be some variation, but generally, does your pattern of answering fit with which one? Um, so, I mean, it's a good question. Um, I I guess it depends, like, when they created that test, were people drunk when they took it or were they sober? <laughs> so that was a long right. roundabout way of getting there, but... Um, if they created their sample for how do you answer based off of what answers would we expect from a Slytherin who is sober versus who is drunk? What would we expect for a Ravenclaw who's sober versus drunk? Because you might answer things differently based on those things. So yeah. these are these are fun escapades into psychometrics. So yes, uh, anyone listening to this, you are given surveys, you are given tests you are given things where you're given results it's always good to ask yourself does is this something that seems like a high quality test or you know is this more like i go on the internet and i find out i'm ravenclaw versus slytherin right so if you take a online quiz about which character from the boys you are do not be concerned (laughs) if you get homelander it you're gonna be okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the rest of us maybe not so much but you will be okay <laughs> you specifically are fine if anyone else gets homelander you should worry about them but you're fine you're fine just okay. go about your day get your starbucks go to ihop do whatever you need to do you don't have anything to worry about and you're gonna save the world um but the rest of us yikes <laughs> thanks for nerding out with us I'm clinical psychologist, Dr. Amelia Brown. And I'm educator and comic aficionado, Keaton Hopkins. Check out my TV and movie reviews on YouTube at TeamJVS. Check out our website at bat-therapy.com, our Bat Therapy YouTube channel, and follow us on social media. And don't forget our Patreon page at patreon.com slash bat therapy. See you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.